When it comes to leadership, there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Character is what eventually makes or breaks leaders. Yet, it's the most ignored and overlooked aspect of leadership development today. We have the perfect leadership role model, and that's Jesus. We simply need to follow his lead, allowing him to work in and through us. Welcome to Lead Like Jesus podcast. Leadership starts on the inside. Welcome back to Lead Like Jesus, the podcast, where leadership starts on the inside. I'm your host, Rich Cummins, and joining me today, once again, are my friends, Lauren Miller and Ken Vogus. We're going to be talking all about emotional intelligence in Christ, and we're going to tackle the first domain of emotional intelligence in Christ today, and that's personal identity. So before we start on that, let's just recap once again what emotional intelligence is and how it pertains to Jesus and Jesus being the perfect model. So emotional intelligence, Lauren, describe the, the four main domains typically in emotional intelligence. Sure. So the, typically in, in the EI model or EQ, EIQ model, it's self-awareness. Um, how aware am I of, of myself? How, how I'm wired, my emotions? Um, how well do I uh, tune into what exactly is going on inside? That's that self-awareness. Self-management is really that ability to be able to manage. Once I know how I'm wired, how well do I manage my behavior as a result of how I'm wired? Am I able to identify and adjust what has a positive impact on life and what doesn't? And then the third step is really that relationship awareness relational awareness. How aware am I of other people's wiring? Um, and we talk about that in the Emotional Intelligence in Christ book is everyone has a unique human operating system as God would have it. I mean, that just reflects the brilliance of our creator. And so how aware am I that, hey, not everyone thinks the way I do? What? You know, not everyone processes information like I do. What are you talking about? I see you as I am, not as you are, unless the Holy Spirit's taken over. And so that's the that's the missing piece in our in our in our area of this project is that Jesus is the model of, for emotional intelligence. And the fourth step is is only possible when you've been able to master the first three. And that's that's that relationship management. Once I'm aware that people don't think the way I do and that people are wired differently, how do I manage that? And what does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of my behavior? Am I taking offense? Do I give power away to other people's opinions? In our coaching program, we call it Q-tipping it. Quit taking it personally. We're taking a lot, of, a lot of things personally these days. Now, what we've done in the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project is we've taken those four areas, self-awareness, self-management, relationship awareness, relationship management. And we actually flipped those or actually offered a, an alternative phrasing. The self-awareness is your identity in Christ. I am only as aware of who I am based on my understanding of who God says that I am. Mm. That's the game changer because then that gives me the ability to override the moments when I spill out of myself because of how people are behaving around me. That gives me victory. So I, I'm camping on my identity in Christ. So it's, that's the first phase. And then the self-management, that is self-control, Rich. And that was, that was your area of talking about how well do you control what you've been entrusted to? It's, it's Matthew 25. It's the talents. Hey, I'm giving you five talents. 
I'm giving you two talents. I'm giving you one talent. Hmm. What are you going to do with that to glorify God? Because he's given it to you. He's the potter. We're the clay. So that's that self-control. The third one is altruism, which is other people, when you're aware of other people, relationship awareness, that is that leads to that altruism, or as Ken was talking about earlier, that's that loving my neighbor as myself. That's only possible when I've encountered the love of God. Then I don't have to live scared and small and timid because I, I'm, I'm a part of a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I lack nothing with God. So therefore I can love you well. And so that's that, that's that social awareness. Oh, not everyone thinks the way I do. Well, that's okay, God, because I'm not here for me. I'm your ambassador and you're making your appeal through me for your glory. And that leads to the, the ability to be able to make Christ connections. Mm -hmm. It's directly linked to that first step, that relationship with Christ. Who do you say that I am? And then us being able to accept that. Mm -hmm. Remember when I was 17 and I accepted Christ, I'm like, I am a rebellious teenager. I am smoking and drinking and lying and you still love me? What the heck? Who does that? And, and that's that encounter with, with sin, encountering grace and love, shazam. I've never been the same. And that doesn't even mention the 20s. That's just yeah, your teens. That's just my teens. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, yeah. so, so thank you for kind of bringing us back around to emotional intelligence and then the emotional intelligence in Christ part. The thing I love about this as a leader is this is a skill set. It's teachable and it's learnable. It's a skill set that I can actually grow in, be a, become a better leader in my own self-awareness, how I manage my emotions, in uh, understanding other people's emotions, and then actually working with the relationship. And so we're talking a lot about behavior. We're talking a lot about how I'm wired, how others are wired. Uh, we're also talking about emotions. And so Ken, in the book, we actually have two assessments. We've got the biblical disc and the biblical emotional intelligence, biblical EIQ assessment. Talk about those two and how are they actually compatible with one another? Well, you know, emotional intelligence. And when I first got connected with you guys, you came up with all these definitions and, <laughs> and, and you challenged me to go ahead and say, can you put them together? And I said, well, I don't know, because I don't know an emotional intelligence. He says, well, you know, you, you fed me with all this information about emotional intelligence, had me take it, you know, and I came out okay, I guess. <laughs> more than okay, more than okay. <laughs> I think friend. you're doing all right. But anyway, what you did with emotional intelligence is that what you, what you do, you broke the four down to individual components within the four steps. And you actually came up with five definition of each one of those. And what, what you ended up doing uh, is say, can you, can you connect Jesus with these components? I said, well, I don't know, but I'll give it a try. And here, here's the thing I got to tell you is that your model emotional intelligence is on trial. The absolute is the scripture, the word of God. Mm -hmm. And I know the, I know the stories and your, your subject is Jesus. Okay. That's cool. I'm with him, <laughs> you know? And, and so I will try to give you case studies that fit all your components and you have 20 of them. <laughs> That's a pretty good challenge here. Mm -hmm. And I went through them and I went, I went through it and, and I, and I started finding every one of them. I knew a story, every one of them. 
And I said, well, what I need to do is try them out <laughs> on Rich and, and Bob, who wrote the emotional intelligence thing. I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I see. You, you critique me. You know, this is a story. And I got through the first one and, and on self-recognition and who Christ was. And, and, and I said, what do you think? And they said, we like it. <laughs> I said, well, I, I think I'm onto something here. And I was able to go ahead and put the stories with the model of EIQ, uh, you know, and, and the stories are there. And, and, I, and I get those stories from understanding the disc or, or behavior, you know. So that's how those two come together. I mean, you, you got the model right as far as agape love. You got the model right. You defined it right. I just put the stories in and they fit. So I'm pretty comfortable with it. If you are, I am. Okay. Well, I'm more than comfortable. And I we're going to hear so. one of those stories in just a, just a second. But uh, again, biblical disc helps me to understand how I'm wired and how those around me are wired. And then biblical emotional intelligence, biblical EIQ gives me a set of tools, a set of strategies to understand my own emotions and then improve relationships with other people. So yeah, indeed they're compatible. Now today we want to drill down a little bit farther into the first domain. The first domain in emotional intelligence is self-awareness. But in our book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ, we actually call that something different. And so it's, it's personal identity identity. And so Lauren, just as Galatians 2.20 says, I've been put to death with Christ on the cross. So it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Let's talk about what that means and about whose I am and who I am and why that changes everything. So, so Rich, one of my amazing mentors in life is the former CEO of Lead Like Jesus, Phyllis Hendry. And, and she's, she shared with me a while ago uh, this metaphor that I, that I never forgot about the DNA in a caterpillar. And the fact that a caterpillar has the DNA of a butterfly before it, is, it even becomes a butterfly. It literally has the DNA of its potential in it. Mm. And so just camping on that for a moment, just giving yourself permission to just say, okay, well, how do I transfer that into my relationship with God? We literally have the DNA of God mm. within us. We are his beloved children for God. So loved the world. That's us mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son. Those who believe in him will never perish, but have eternal life. He literally splits open the veil and makes it possible because of his love for us. Christ died for us, not when I wasn't smoking, drinking, and lying. He died for, for me while I was smoking, drinking, and lying. I mean, that's, and, and because I've got the DNA of God within me. And so Phyllis, I, and I actually included this quote in, in the chapter on personal identity because I feel like it sums it up. So I'm going to just read it here because I just, I can't say it any better than, than Phyllis. And Phyllis is the co-author of the revised version of, of Lead Like Jesus. Excellent book. And if, if anybody hasn't gotten that, definitely an incredible read. From Phyllis, as a follower of Jesus, understanding who I am begins with understanding whose I am. Who I am is not external, externally focused, but internally received as a child of God and follower of Jesus. It seems strange to say whose I am versus who I am, 
Because of Jesus, my identity is similar, is forever changed to the righteousness of God, similar to the example of the caterpillar, which contains the DNA of a butterfly. We mature into who we already are by God's grace and guidance. Scripture is full of descriptions of our identity. Dearly loved, Colossians, forgiven, Romans 4, 7, chosen, John 15, 9, a royal priesthood, the apple of God's eye, the light of the world. Knowing who I am changes everything. Just think, right now, in this minute, you are chosen by God, loved with an everlasting love, forgiven, redeemed, and filled with his spirit from the top of your head to your toes. Now that's who you are. And there is no external situation that changes the fact of your identity. Our greatest challenge is not accepting and abiding in who we are. As leaders, we must help people understand the significance of the power within us because of who we are in him. So the chapter includes more conversation around who, who am I? Yeah. Because that's the first let that's the first level of emotional intelligence. As I grasp the love of God for me, that makes it possible for me to look beyond my own perceptions and filters and to see you as God sees you, not yeah. for how I see you. Mm. I love that. So we're like the caterpillar. We yep. have Jesus's identity inside of us, and that changes everything. Absolutely. Everything. everything. So, so Ken, let's talk about that. Let's talk about personal identity and give us a, a, a case study or an example in the Bible where you saw Jesus living that out himself. Well, I, I, I think that, you know, in, in picking the disciples, he started doing some stuff that was just mm, a little bit different than anybody else that was out there. And he was leading them to a point where they were, where they're going to have to figure something out. And of course he, you know, fed people with, with a couple of fish and some, you know, bread and, uh, and there were 5,000 of those, you know, it's kind of pr pretty, pretty, pretty uh, big thing, you know, and he finally got to a point where, where he, he he, he said, I think I need to challenge him. I need to ask him a question. And it's about personal identity. And he says, who do people say that I am? I've done some stuff out of who do people say it? And I said, well, some say Elijah, some one of the prophets and whatever, you know, so again, and then he, then he changed his direction to them. And he used this word, who do you say? And then he words this, I am. Hmm. Have you ever heard that before? Hmm. I M? Yeah. Is there is there any relation to I am to somebody else? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all you got to do is go to Exodus, don't you? Mm. And the conversation that God the Father had with Moses, and he used I am who I am. And he says, "Well, who do you say I am?" And of course, Peter, being Peter, you know, he's always got the answer. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're just conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but this time he nailed it <laughs> thou art the christ the son of the living god hmm. and he was affirmed by that you got it right that is who i am hmm. and, I, and i always like to throw this little 
little tidbit in there. He used the word I am. It is recorded. Do you know how many times it's recorded in the New Testament where he said I am? 153 times. Wow. Did you know that? That's a lot of times. That's a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I got another little catch here with you. (laughs) In John 21, John records catching some fish by Jesus' command to throw some some a net in the water where they'd struck out and all of a sudden they caught a whole bunch of fish and john, john being the high sea the detailed one made sure they counted how many fish they caught you know how many there were 153 <laughs> isn't that interesting that's very i think this is i'm going out on limos i think jesus is the son of god the messiah <laughs> and his death on the cross <laughs> died paid the penalty for my sins that's who I think Jesus' identity is. And Peter agrees with me. <laughs> I agree with Peter on that one. But his identity, I think Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Mm. Man, great illustration. So Thank you for that, Ken. Yep. So, so Lauren, we have tools throughout this entire book. Again, I've described it as a, as a field manual for emotional intelligence in Christ. So it's something that's very practical. It's applicable. It's something that you can use today to advance your leadership. So there's a ton of tools in this book. One in particular is the EIC tool that we talk about. Can you describe that a little bit for our audience? Sure. And, and, and Dr. Estella has, and I have, have talked a lot about, about this and it was the, the revised version we came up with for EIC as an acronym. And the E stands for the encounter. Who do you say that I am? Do you know who who you are and who you are as a result of that? And what's the ramification of that in your life? What is the ramification of knowing who you are in God and that power within you, the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ of Nazareth from the grave Mm. living in you? What's the ramification of that? And that's the I. So the, I mean, the E, the E is the, the first foundational archway to pass through that makes anything else possible it's the encounter the encounter with jesus and then that leads to once you've had that encounter and this is another case study that we've included we've got tons of case studies in the emotional intelligence in christ book thank you ken for that the one that's coming to mind right now is paul and saul conversion on the road 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 to damascus all of a sudden in, in in probably less than a half an hour or less than that, Shazam, he encounters Christ and he is changed. Within 48 hours, he is preaching about the truth of Christ in the square. Mm. He, is, he is literally preaching the truth of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to the same people he threatened to kill because of their belief in Jesus. So mm. that's, that ident- that's that identifying the behavior that, that needs to change, that you bring before Christ. Like I used to curse like a sailor. I grew up in Long Island and I used to drop the F-bomb like left and right. And I had a friend that confronted me one time and said, you know, that's not very attractive. And it wasn't until Jesus got a hold of me and the Holy Spirit, I accepted Christ. As soon as I accepted Christ, from that moment on, the F-bomb did not come out of my mouth. Still, I can honestly say, I didn't even sit down and say, okay, I will no longer say the F-bomb. It literally just did not come. It wasn't even in my radar anymore. So when Jesus enters your house and you invite him to take over every room in your house, there's certain rooms that get cleaned out immediately. And then there's other ones that it's a process. 
And so that's that second step. So you encounter Christ, the I stands for identify the behavior that is identified with the flesh versus the spirit. And the Holy Spirit guides you through that. This book talks about what that looks like for you and how to make that possible with the, with the aid and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And the last is the C, E-I-C. That's, that's, that, that's that course correction. That's what happened to Paul. That's what happened to Peter. That's what happened to uh, the woman caught in adultery. That's what happened to the man living in victimization for 38 years by the, by the pool of Bethesda. Mm -hmm. Get up and go, go. That's the course correction as a result, direct ramification of, of, of an encounter with Jesus. Mm. Identify the behavior and then the course correction. So that's the EIC model that we've, it's a journey. It's an interactive experience with the reader as the Holy Spirit has guided all of us to, to uh, pull this together for God's glory. So there is so much great that we have not yet covered. There's more to come. We've only covered one of the four domains. I've got to have both of you back on the show along with Dr. Estella very soon so we can cover the rest of emotional intelligence in Christ. But if you, listening audience, um, if you're interested in learning more about emotional intelligence in Christ, you can do a few things. One, Lauren and I recently did a talk on that at our Next Level Global Gathering. You can go and find that on our Leadership Academy if you look it up on our website leadlikejesus.com. Now, Lauren, this book is coming out real soon, December 1st. Tell our audience how they can get a hold of a copy of their own. Absolutely. Well, we have the pre-sales available now and our landing pad is at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. It's emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. And as you will notice on that page, there's also an area to put your name in if you're interested in the course that we're currently developing to go along with the book emotional intelligence in Christ. The book is very interactive. Uh, the whole purpose and goal is, is for us as the authors to be used as a pencil in the hand of God to trigger you, the reader's desire to draw closer to Christ. And so therefore we have coaching questions. We have pauses throughout the book for you to think about what you've just learned and what do you want to do with this? now that you've in encountered Christ? What is this gonna look for, like for you moving forward or in your relationships with other people? But it's emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. That's, our, that's our, home, our home page. Mm, thank you. So Ken, would you be willing to close our, our show today in a, a quick prayer? Not a problem. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to talk about your most precious gift to us, Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. We pray that as we talk about that, that people will get connected with him and understand that it is through Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who died on a cross for us, are the way and the path to our relationship with you. And we rested in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Ken, for joining us today. Look forward to more episodes in the near future so we can cover the rest of this robust topic. And I want to thank you, our audience. And remember, lead like Jesus. It starts on the inside. And if you want to continue to grow in your leadership journey, leading like Jesus, make sure that you follow us and like us on social media. And you can also subscribe to this podcast, our devotionals, and other resources by going to our website at leadlikejesus.com. Goodbye for now.